0: Welcome to Women Living Intentionally, also known as Women Lit. My name is Kaditra Cooper, and I am the founder and executive director of Women of 4D. Women Lit is an extension of the vision and commitment of Women of 4D. On this platform, we will recognize and value the personal journeys of women and also take you through their experience of resilience, influence, and endless possibilities, and how they've manifested in their lives. You are more than enough. Never let your circumstance write your story. It can't hear your heart. Heart, heart, Until we meet again, remember, the possibilities are endless.
1: This show is called Women Living Intentionally, also known as Women Lit. I am your host for tonight, Renee, and as well as Tish. And we again thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's a pleasure to have you here, and we are looking. Forward to hearing from each of you while you talk about your um, journey as moms and the importance of the village that has helped you raise your um, sons. Um, so first of all, I just want to say, you know, with being a mom, it's just kind of like, I have a 15-year-old and I know sometimes I'm just like, I need a break. So <laughs> I do, <laughs> so I do understand um how it is to be like, oh my gosh, like the village is definitely something important. So um, I'm going to start um with Jackie and then we'll follow with Latoya. Just tell us a little bit about your experience, your journey, um, and any other things that you want to include. Um again, if one person says something that the other person has can relate to, hop in, you know, this is a dialogue. So it's a free for all, we're good. so we'll start with Jackie.
2: Go ahead, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your. Day. Okay. So my name is Jackie. I have a soon-to-be nine-year-old. And um, my journey to motherhood would not have started without a village, basically. Um, so my son is adopted. And um, I would not have actually considered adoption without having a village because um, mm-hmm. daycare is expensive. Mm-hmm. And um, I wouldn't have been able to put my child in daycare, basically on my salary. So I turned to my parents um to see if they will help me with daycare basically before I actually considered adoption. Um, and my parents said yes and so I went through with it. So that's how I became a, a mom basically. And so they have basically kept my son <laughs> since day one. Um, and my mom she she was like my after-school care. Um, we're in remote learning right now, but she was my after-school care. She would pick him up from school. She puts him on the bus for me in the morning. Um, if he's sick, you know, she takes care of him so I can go to work. So my mom is the bulk of my village. Um, my sister-in-law... Like if my mom's not able to keep him, I can count on my sister in law, my brother, um, my nieces and nephews are like old enough to like watch him. So I, my family is my village. opposed so to helping me raise my son. So yeah, I, <laughs> my aunt, um, my cousins. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I rely on my family a lot to help me with my son. So absolutely, Thank yeah. You.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So for me, my name is Latoya Faustin, Um, and I am really, really excited to be here tonight. So thank you for the invitation, um, Jackie. It's nice to meet you. You um, too. As we discuss, you know, what does it mean to to be a mom and and how do you use your village? So you know, I'm a single mom. Um, that's not how I started off in this journey. Um, got married. I uh, got pregnant four months after. Um got divorced when my son was like four months old. So it was a, a a separated then. Um it was a whirlwind um experience. And so um village took on a different connotation for me as I was traversing through this unknown territory that I'd not had not intended and actually intentionally planned my life right. <laughs> around not, you know, needing to navigate the world in this way, but I found myself in that position. And so similar to Jackie, you know, my mom has been my cornerstone of what it means to be both emotional and um, physical presence for me and my son. Um, so it started off with, you know, my mom being there to help with daycare, um, but picking up and drop off. So we did do daycare, but it was a matter of, you know, picking up and dropping off. Um, and the level of trust, you know, you have to have with someone to to Keep your child, even with your mama, sometimes you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> and so that was, again, something I never really even considered, you know, having to understand, you know, when you, when, you know, when you get, get married, when I got married, there you know, were conversations you have with your partner around, we'll raise this way, you know, these would be our priorities. But when that institution dissolves and you're depending on other people outside of that like, we ain't talk about this, you know, (laughs) just wanted to play. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, my mom definitely is the center of my village. Um, but having to not having as big of a family network, you know, my friends, um, become like family Mm -hmm. for me. And so, you know, village looks different in that way. And then again, about that control. Um, one of the things I had to let go of is, you know, things may not be done exactly as I would do them or how I would want to do them. But if he's safe and he's happy, he's good. And I think, you know, that was an early adjustment that I had to make. I'm like, all right, I don't know how this is going to (laughs) look. But but if he is safe and he is happy, then I am fine. Um, And then I would say another thing about my village is sometimes the village is waiting on you to ask for help. Um, I think in the busyness of motherhood, um, women in general, black women in particular, um, we can be seen as the strong mm-hmm. one, the one that has it together. The one that, you know, cross teased that eyes we're good. And so your village could be looking at you be like, she good, you know, she got mm-hmm. it or she'll call me if she needs me. And while that is not always the case, I think I had to just take it upon myself to, to ask for that help that to me, it just looked like y'all should see. I need help. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like i mean <laughs> the um but i had to realize that you know the kind of life that i had lived up until motherhood that wasn't who i was and so i had to be extra intentional and vocal about asking for the specific help that i need hey this weekend or this afternoon um and then as a single mom it was also not just things that i needed had to find time for things that I wanted to do that I wasn't prioritizing so hey I really want to go to this Zumba class (laughs) it's not a need you know per se which I would normally try to figure out but this is a want so who can help (laughs) you know and identifying those things in my life that were priorities for me that I could then depend on my village to support with thank you both for sharing
1: your experiences again I I could definitely, and I'm sure Tish can relate as well, Um, whether it's um, previously, like when we were younger, you know, as we've grown, just the amount um, of support that a village is for you, especially as a single mom. Um, Again, um, not putting it all on me, but I could again relate because my mom, my father was there for me when I was coming through as well. And it's very, to your point, Toya, talking about trusting individuals, like, that's something that's very hard, you know. And if you're forced to send your child to a daycare, you're like, okay, how are they treating my child? You know, can nobody, you know, you don't want anything happening, So you're stressing out here, stressing out there. Um, but again, I do appreciate both of you all walking us through your journeys. Um, so Tish, do you have any questions that you would like to start off with asking the guests? Sure. And and as Renee
0: mentioned, I'm I too am excited for the stories that you both have shared. Even um, in the short time that we spent together, I think both of you hit on some very valuable points as it relates to your support system and what your village looks like. I know one of the things that you both mentioned, I know when you spoke, Jackie, initially, um, you stated that you wanted to make sure that you had the financial support even before you made a decision Mm -hmm. to have your child in your life. And that's a big deal because, of course, when we have our children, we want to make sure that as much as we can, we can do our best by them. And some things come up that we can control, but it's a whole lot of stuff that comes up that we don't foresee. (laughs) (laughs) And it just happens. And so, you know, we try to plan as much as we can, as best as we can. So, you know, I thought it was interesting when you said, hey, even before I decided, hey, I made sure I got this in the pocket. So this is one less thing I, I have to concern myself with. And even with you, Latoya, you mentioned emotional support. That is equally important because it also, you mentioned, Latoya, that you started out in a marital situation, <clears throat> excuse me. And of course, that's another thing that we just don't expect. Like you said, you had the conversation with your spouse, hey, this is the way that we're going to do this. And then when that didn't you know, carry through as you had anticipated, then you had to lean on support from someplace else. And it looked a lot different than what you thought it would. So, you know, so although when we we have our children, we expect certain things and we have these visions, but unfortunately they are not always as pretty as we think they're going to (laughs) look. They can be a little rusty. They can be a little abrasive. They can look a little weird. They can look a little different and it just didn't go the way that we planned. So I think with the uh, emotional support, the financial support, those are two big things because all in all, I think what we want to do is make sure that if nothing else, and I think Latoya, you mentioned it, you, you said, if he's good and happy, I'm good. I may not be able to trust my mama for real, (laughs) (laughs) but if he's good and happy I am good so I think it's a very big deal when we have our children that we try to align ourselves. Sometimes we can plan for it all the way and sometimes stuff just happened and we end up with our children. But I commend both of you and the stories that you've shared um, thus far, because again, those things are important. So we wanna do our best in trying to make sure. But I do have a question specifically for you, Latoya, because you also mentioned that a lot of times your family saw you in one way. Mm -hmm. And so when you had your child in your life, as far as your family understood from what I gathered from you is she's always taken care of it. She's always had it. No need to worry about her. And then you have your child, you know, yeah. unexpectedly in a circumstance that you did not foresee. And they mm-hmm. still said, oh, she's good. She got it. Don't worry about it. So it became not just the emotional support in that regard, but also there was times that you said, hey, I may not, need you for this instance but I really want to go do something for myself yeah so so I think that's important too so you had to lean on them in that way and they were thinking that you had it all together but you found yourself having to say hey I need a little help here
3: exactly um there's a there's a book that says you know why can't you read my mind is it's for relationships you know in general but for me I really had to dig into that concept you know for just my life because uh, people just assume so much, you know, about like what was good and what was not good, what was taken care of. And even when I would ask for help at first, they thought I was meaning like a play date. Like I would come over with him and we would play like, no, I need you to keep him. I'm leaving. <laughs> like, <"This>, thanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had to be very specific about the help that I was looking for um, because it was it was uncommon, you know, for me to ask for help in that way. and so it was introspection on my part. Um, but as you mentioned about you know what they were used to, I had to also realize that my village had to grow at that time. Um, so there was a network of other single moms that I began to reach out to um, that weren't in my circle before. Okay. you know, and so it was one of those things where, I had to then begin to to grow my village, you know, in a different way for a demographic that understood my individual needs better than my friends who were married. And like, mm-hmm. they just didn't understand, you know, what I was needing at that time. And so um, my village grew, you know, and I had to reach out intentionally to find mm-hmm. a, a new network of, of women, you know, who understood what I was going through. And so that was also helpful is just saying, OK, my life looks different now and that's very much OK. I may need to make some changes in my people groups, you know, like who Mm -hmm. I am connecting with um, to reflect that change, you know, so that I can get what I need from social and emotional support. Mm -hmm. And I would say the other piece of that, um, my village now in 2021 includes a therapist (laughs) in my village. You know, that was something that I had not considered before or even really, I don't even know if I had time to be honest, you know, with the little one. Um, but I feel like now I'm in a place and have a schedule where um, I need to invite that level of emotional wellness um, for me and my son. You know, I would reached a point in my journey as a mother where it's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> None of this comes with an instruction manual and you go right. off of your instincts and what you would like. And to be 100 percent transparent, you know, this year, you know, with our country between the pandemic and the the racial pandemic and all of the things that are going on, it has me questioning a lot of things. You know that I believe and that I want. And one of the things I've had sort of like a I'm not gonna say a mental crisis, but it's like you raise your children to reach a certain goal. You know, you have a goal in mind that you want for them. I'm Thank questioning all of that stuff you know. now. Like, you know, mm-hmm. well, is this is what I was taught was right? Do I believe that? And so when you start questioning your own beliefs. You question how you're supposed to be raising them. Like, what are you supposed to be doing? <laughs> so some. it sounds like, to some degree, for you, <laughs> that
0: you found yourself in a situation where it wasn't your your regular or normal support system that you were able to find some. Um, comfort in you you also had to look for other people who are more relatable so that you know it gave you an avenue of you know this is what we are all going through not just you so I would ask you also Jackie um, Mm -hmm. did you find yourself in a situation where your family was your support group or your 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 village, but you also found that you had to look outside of your family or your support system for other things that you may thought have
2: been important for you and your your son. Well, I was just going to piggyback what Latoya said, that I just recently reached out and I'm trying to connect with a therapist for me and my son because I've noticed that, and I don't know if it's because he's been in remote learning for almost a year, that mm-hmm attitudes have changed and he's doing things differently so I'm just like <laughs> we're, we're like bumping heads a lot yeah. and it's like the way we resolve it is it hasn't been well and it's like okay we both need to change and we both need to figure out how we're going to resolve things because I just don't like where it's going and it's mm-hmm. it's just like Like I said, I just don't like where things are going, and if we're still going to be in this situation where he's not going to be in school, and we're, we're both in the house, like, for long periods of time, like, all day, and we can't go out, you know, and in society, I'm like, okay, we need to figure out how we're gonna interact with each other and how we're gonna resolve like this tension and everything. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, I'm reaching out to figure out, okay, how can we be better together? Mm-hmm. Because we're gonna be together for a long time. So <laughs> um <laughs> so um yeah that's that's one thing, an avenue that I'm I'm checking into. Um, And as far as, you know, how, um, like, you know, like I said, I rely on my mom a lot. And, you know, my mom, she's 80. So how she was raised and the way she did things, I don't always agree with. And it's like, we book heads on that. And so I'm like trying to raise my son differently from the way I was raised. And so that's another thing that, you know, I appreciate everything she does for <laughs> me and him, but... Well, well let, me ask you to... this. let
0: me ask you this, Jackie, having said that. So um you said that, of course, you appreciate the help that your mom gives you. But of course, there are some things that she did when she was raising you that look a lot different mm-hmm. than now. So mm-hmm. has there ever been a time where you... I mean, even with you talking about, you know, the support that you have there, is there ever been a time other than what you've already mentioned, or in addition to what you've mentioned that you really felt like, hey, there is even a breakdown in my family unit as it relates to the support that I have. So I do have to go seek other help because if you, like you mentioned, we're dealing with so many things in this culture that we've never seen this. You know, so as we're trying to comprehend things as moms, we're having to explain to our young children, you know, what's going on because they're asking questions. So it's not just the pandemic. It's not just, you know, everything else that they're being isolated from. Um, They don't get to do the things that the, the normal, you know, before school age kids did and then what they were used to, it is different. So now you've started to notice some changes. So as you've tried to reach out, you know, did you have someone that you could connect with? And I'll also pose the same question to you, LaToya. Did you have someone that you can connect with in your family or that's, that's where you found maybe a breakdown where it wasn't something family was able or the support system that you had initially, was able to offer help to you, which is why you said, Hey, I think what we need to do is really seek some outside help because like you mentioned, I don't like
2: where this is going and it's not okay. And that, yeah, I basically just had to go reach, go to someone outside the family, um, because, like, you know, I may vent to my friends and everything about, mm-hmm. oh, my mama said this and, you know, that type of thing. But mm-hmm. as far as finding a healthy way to, like, fix things, it's like, you know, I had to, I'm seeking, you know, someone on the outside to try to okay. help me fix it. Yeah. I appreciate that. Because yeah. uh, a lot of my friends, it's like, oh, but that's your mom and, you know, that type of thing. It's like, <laughs> a lot right. Of she friends is my mom. Is like, exactly. That's your mama. You know, that type of thing. And so, but yeah, as far as like to fix what's going on in my house, I'm I'm trying to like seek outside help for that. I got you. So.
1: Okay. But you made a good point, um, Jackie, um, because I found myself in the same types of situations, you know, and like Latoya said, we, we have this idea of how we're supposed to raise our kids based on how we were raised. Um, and I found that ain't working now. You know, like, you know, times have changed, technology has changed, and these kids ain't going for that. I mean, you know, and it's not that they're running the show, but you have to, you have to do something different, because right. what mm-hmm. we were doing back then, mm-hmm. they're not doing them anymore. And, you know, we didn't have all the accesses that these children have now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we went outside to play. They have all these games now. They mm-hmm. have social media. It's just all these... Uh, external factors that's influencing that you're like, okay, mom, thank you for raising me the way you knew the best way to raise me. But now it's a new day, it's a new age. So what you did back then for me, it's not going to work for me with with my child. And that's okay. Um, so it's just, but it is very challenging, I would say too, you know, because you, you do want to raise your child a certain way. But that when that way it's not working you have to like deline it back and you're like okay this is this is where I was thinking but okay so let's rethink this thing so I, you all both brought up a really good point um just how things are definitely different from when we were coming up so
2: and then it's like there's like new insights like okay kids are like little people and they have adult feelings but they're in little bodies right. and I think <laughs> like I don't think that then kids were really given that they didn't they weren't looked at like they have like adult feelings but they were just little people right. with adult feelings and like I don't think my mom sometimes realized that she could be wrong like a child can be right and an adult can be wrong I don't think she- yeah, yeah, she doesn't a lot realize of stuff like that. So um, she she doesn't, like, acknowledge that. And I, I try to explain that to her in a nice way. And she she's like, she's she could be prideful sometimes. And so I just try to smooth, you know, tell her that in, like, a nice way. Like, you know,
1: maybe you were wrong and he was right. It's okay. It can happen.
2: But, you know she you know yeah, yeah. But I, think, I still appreciate you but maybe he was right in this situation <laughs> but because he's a child right no you're playing happy. happy.
3: yeah exactly so i think a lot of yeah. us are going through that transition in thinking in our parenting um i attended a conference a few weeks ago called parenting decolonized with the whole concept of you know the way that we parent really looks like how European culture colonized the rest of the world, so many of the mm-hmm. systems that we use yep. are the same systems. You know, like control and this way is right, and you don't have any natural intelligence. I got to give it all to you, and you know right. that's that's how we parent. You know, and so mm-hmm. really taking a step back to say that's how our parents parented because that's how they were parented. That's how they were raised. Right. And many of those systems are are rooted in slavery practices that got mm-hmm. us here for a reason. And so a lot of people, especially in our generation right now, are really thinking, rethinking that. It was like, this was how I was raised and I'm okay, but am I okay? You know, am I really okay? And so (laughs) having to reevaluate those things. So Jackie, I'd say, I think a lot of us are, are, are questioning how, you know, that had an impact on us. And to your point, Renee, this world is very different than the world we came in and just, you know, this last 20 years, you know, of what has changed, who would have imagined, you know, we, we'd mm-hmm. be where we are as far as access to technology and how things are improving and connections. My pastor says, you know, th- that, you know, on your phone, you can have your Bible app right beside the Pornhub. Like, it's like, like <laughs> right there, you know, it's like, <laughs> and that is what we are raising our kids in. And so that's, mm-hmm. you need new tactics for that. <laughs> so you got to figure mm-hmm. out, how to to move differently, and so, Jackie, I agree a hundred percent. The generational differences, and some of the acknowledges the acknowledgments that we are making about both how we were raised, but then how we want to raise our children. Right. You need help with that. <laughs> you got <you> to <laughs> talk to somebody. But you <laughs> to to make a that. good
2: point. It's like, how do we know we're okay? It's like, I guess because we're functioning every day, you know, and we we're not having like jumped off a cliff. I mean, but like, how do we truly know we're okay? I think that's a good point that you
0: both bring up because of that it makes me think about you know, are we really operating in functional dysfunction. Thank you for joining us for another episode of women living intentionally we have more to discuss so please tune in next week for part two until we meet again remember the possibilities are endless.